0: The event is so momentous that historians may one day view it as a landmark in the decline of the British Empire. The Beatles are breaking up. Hello.
1: Hello. Welcome back. All Pods Must Cast, episode five. Here we are. I'm Jack. I'm Kai.
0: Today, we've got a very special guest. You may have heard him say the first syllable of I'm. (laughs) <laughs> His name is Michael John. He's he, he did, did the artwork for yes, All Pods Must Cast. Our, our he local. Did our logo. Hi y'all. Hello, Michael. How are you? You know, I'm doing well. You're <laughs> a, you're the first guest on the show. How does he's that also feel? my roommate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I am Kai's oh, roommate. Really?
1: So he's been in he's been in the apartment for almost every episode recorded. just yeah. In the other room, hearing muffled.
0: Why the fuck didn't I know about this?
1: Oh yeah, I'm a good.
2: I'm, I'm a good hider. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I did the logo for All Pods must Cast.
0: You're sort of our Klaus Vorman Wormen in many ways. <laughs> uh huh. I'm gonna agree with that. And we brought you in to play bass on this one, huh? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's good to have you. Um, All pods are Jesus. Fucking (laughs) all things must pass. You like this album, don't you? Yeah, I do. You do speak Um, on that. Yeah,
2: go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I guess general history, Kai's been kind of my Beatles Sherpa. Mm -hmm. I didn't know diddly squat about the Beatles and, until forever ago, Kai kinda of slowly indoctrinated me. Years and years and years. Uh, yeah. It Actually took a lot years. of conditioning. Wow.
1: Actually years. Because
0: yeah, you you fought it pretty it's, hard. It's, we're right? old friends.
1: It's been about seven years of Beatles conditioning. Yeah, honestly. first
2: it was physical punching, <laughs> kicking. Um then it turned to more um Then the rope strap. strap and the Subversive. Chair. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean I was getting into the Beatles, but last spring. Is the first time I listened to this record, and oh, okay. I wasn't really a big George fan. I was a George doubter, George. Oh wow! Okay, not appreciator, I guess. Wow. And then, yeah. This really changed my mind, obviously, because this record's crazy. Um, and then after watching that George Harrison documentary,
0: oh, okay, yeah. yeah.
2: So now I'm a George fan. So
0: that that uh, kind of clued you into this album in his uh in his career.
2: I think it just kind of bolstered my like for all things must pass. Okay. Mm-hmm. After cool. listening to it, I watched the doc. I see. I see. Um,
0: but yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So well, well, talk. We'll, what are your What are your favorites on here? What 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 do you think about it?
2: Oh man. Well, well. So far, I know that's what we've discovered. I love the slide guitar on this. I feel like that's yeah. not a crazy take, but um, you know. It's true. Yeah, just looking at my notes here. I mean, I wrote notes.
0: Yeah, you came prepared. You <laughs> had the, analog notes,
2: notes. on the, analog on, notes. Analog notes, <laughs> real ass notes, y'all. I've got my I guess computer. Yeah. Unplug <laughs> y'all. Um, yeah, true. Thank you. But yeah, some highlights for me from uh, what Kai and Jack covered when I was mm-hmm. not here. He was not. Um, probably definitely Wawa is in my top yeah, three. Yeah. It's also in mine. On the record, it's yeah. in my top three. Me
1: too. Um,
3: we
0: don't. That never was our... Never was
2: y'all's intro or anything. Yeah. Kind of yeah. uh, sorry, redacted. Um, <laughs> love Wawa. <laughs> Especially the part where he's like, you don't hear me sighing, you don't hear me crying. Yeah. That part's sick. Badass. Um, I don't like Isn't It a Pity. Um, okay, fair. It's seven minutes and ten seconds. Um, I guess my main criticism with All Things Must Pass, this is kind of a...
1: Ooh, it's gonna, it's gonna this is going to get interesting because this is... Uh, maybe, I, maybe not I'm a, to Jack's main I'll, jumping I'll, ahead of I'll myself but this. I think this yeah.
2: album it's great it's really long it's really long it's kind of padded in areas and okay. isn't it a pity is padded out I, I um, talked
0: about this on the first episode but I will address this if you want to hear my theory Yeah, as let me hear is. your theory about this so he George really loves um, the mantras right and he talks on that documentary there's a part where he talks about how chanting mantras you can get lost in it and you can go for hours and hours and it's this Hmm. hypnotic meditative thing okay so to me that's what this album is it's his musical version of that and on things like my sweet lord he's literally chanting but even on isn't it a pity you get into these rhythms that keep going and they kind of lull you in and hypnotize you same thing with um and actually i've got a similar take as to the apple jams on this um but we'll we'll get to that at the end um because this what we what we're doing on this show Kai and I talked about the first two sides last time and today we're going to talk about sides 3 and 4 with Michael and also the third disc of this album which is completely instrumental yeah um and so we'll have some things to say about that but what what, what do you think of um yeah we'll keep we'll keep keep talking yeah, okay. go ahead. Keep yeah. talking. Um, let's see anything else
2: from this A side. Um, yeah, tell us your thoughts on. If not for you, we talked about that a lot. Oh, we y'all did a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, this is. I'm glad y'all brought this up because this is. Um, I'm no, no writer, no Shakespeare. I'm a, I'm a monkey. Um a monkey. On a typewriter, you know that oh, analogy. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I'm glad I finished that thought. Um, <laughs> I know it <me> too. <laughs> I'm a monkey. <laughs> example uh, okay so like he'll do a like the first verse and it's great and then Mm -hmm. i don't know he just is has really good continuity in lyrics Mm. so one that that really stuck out to me was like the night would see me wide awake but day would surely have to break it would not be new i don't know it's so so good oh wait okay
1: wait do you not know that this song was written by bob dylan Okay, so that's
2: we're going
0: to cut song. this part. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, I this is actually you. it's I cool. <laughs> I agree with you. Cuz I actually didn't, I didn't know that. A
1: lot, no cuz we addressed that in the first episode is that most people don't even know that. Most people think it's a George. I thought. Cuz the standard version of it all is All the a Bob Dylan,
2: Dylan stuff was Bob Dylan covering this song. So I had it backwards. No. No, you yeah. uh no. See, you knew you learn something new yeah. every day. Well,
1: mean, I I learn stuff on this podcast all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is this is the beauty of it. You know, we have fun, we joke around, but we learn. We do. We learn. And, um, and, our, and
1: our listeners learn
0: I hope. and they're learning I hope so um,
1: this is a lot of le- go ahead and email us at allpodsmostcast at com with everything that you've learned so far um, <laughs> bullet points our preferred paragraph is okay as
0: well yeah we're assigning homework now um,
1: we also have our Instagram um, allpodsmostcast uh, at instagram.com um, and true. a twitter yeah so you can message us on any of those platforms and tell us what you've learned and what you're if, grateful for from this really podcast if you if you want to
0: Michael, let me ask you this. Um what what do you think about like solo Beatles in general? You you talked mm. about how Kai got you into into the Beatles proper. Um but but tell us besides this one, what what are some other standouts for you?
2: Okay. Yeah, for me solo Beatles is basically this record and <laughs> Paul McCartney stuff. <laughs> okay. I really just stick to the Paul stuff. Um I mean, RAM Band on the Run, that's great. I love Tug There's of goodness.
3: War. Mm-hmm.
2: But our,
1: our first year of college, um, I played nothing but Paul McCartney solo work for a few months there. It really? was
2: there was a phase, mm-hmm. a band on the run phase yeah, where I phase. couldn't yeah. escape it. Mm-hmm. Um now I'm a great fan. Then you get
1: lulled, lulled in.
2: Um had a McCartney a McCartney two stint for a bit. I love that. It's a good album. Shout out temporary you secretary. We'll have you back in a few months. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. be, I'll be back for that. So. <laughs> Spoiler Call alert. Your shot.
0: Calling your shot. I, I kind of like am.
2: Uh, behind the scenes here.
0: So, so it sounds like you're a, you're a Paul fan. Yeah, mainly way. just Paul, and then um, I like this record with George. Is this mainly the one you like, or do you yeah. like others? Okay, yeah. I
2: like, I listened to Living in a Material World a little bit. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. But I like this one way more.
0: Cool. Fair. Well. Um, do we have anything we want to say about the second half of this? I, I, I guess I'll lead it off. I think the second half, I think, to me is the much more um sort of spiritual side of it. Because we've we've gotten some of that so far, um, but a lot of it feels like love songs or like we talked about the songs about the breakup. Um and for this one, I, I talked briefly in our last episode that this image kind of like paints this image of my, in my mind of like climbing up a mountain to see a, a wise spiritual guru. And he's like doling out advice to you on a, on a cliff side. Um, yeah. and to me, that's what really the second half of that, of this album is to me is, um, a lot of that. Um, and sort of, it, it kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you know, Astral Weeks by Van Morrison. Um, it's this sort of like it's one of my favorite albums of all time. It's perhaps my favorite album of all time. But, oh my! Um, what? Yeah. Gee, okay. But it's I guess I'll to it. yeah, it's good. But it's sort of like a stream of consciousness. Um Like it sounds like he's he's speaking from some higher plane. Uh, okay. And, yeah. and he speaks I do love in, that like, shit. very general. And and this album kind of has to me more to do with those types of um singer songwritery albums of the 70s like Van Morrison yeah. or Tim Hardin or Oh,
1: you think the B-side does? Um, I mean not the B-side. I think this whole album, but the second half especially okay. uh, reminds me of that stuff. Yeah. Especially um, with yeah, a couple for sure come to mind. Um I will say about the second half. Um I think there's a the my favorite bit of the album is in the second half, although I do think that the first half is a little more consistent. Um with the power of each song and mm-hmm. how it flows from each song. I, not that the second half also isn't consistent, but I do, we'll get to it. But my favorite bit of the album is this second half. There's a okay. four song run. That's okay. my favorite bit.
0: I, th- um, I think we've probably already gotten to mine. I think side two is my, probably my favorite on the album, but um, I guess
1: side, well, I, I I don't know exactly. What is, what is side three? What are the songs? Beware of darkness to what?
0: To all things must pass.
3: Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's my favorite. favorite. Okay. I'll say
2: yeah. that's my favorite run as well. Big fan of these, <laughs> of these. Next song's coming up.
1: They're really good.
0: Um well, shall we get Should into, we get into right it Get right into it. We got a we got a lot yeah. to talk
1: about and we already introduced the album. Uh, we, we will say we guest. this is part 2 of this uh, this album. If yes. you want to go back and listen to our first half, um it's it's labeled under part 1. So
0: you'd be a real fucking idiot not to see it.
1: You know <laughs> what? But kidding. if you c- just came for the Michael,
0: that's okay. You know, we get it. We, we all know it. there's a lot of Michael for the Michael we, we all, why we all know why we're here. We all know why we're here. That's okay. You're gonna get a lot of Michael. The A sides good, here. but this is this is the potato.
1: Start off, Beware of Darkness. What do you like
2: about yeah, it? Yeah, oh man. Talk about Beware of Darkness. Okay, Beware of Darkness is not a song I think I'd like. I usually like, you know, peppy, really instrumental stuff. Rockers? There's a bunch of crazy slide guitar stuff or whatever, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Beware of darkness is so good. His like diction in it is so good. Like I love how he goes like take cover, beware. You know, he does yeah, that little yeah. thing. Oh, like uh, it's so like spooky and good. Um, yeah, and it's just like really good. You know, <laughs> super descriptive there. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I. But to it's your a point about diction is yeah. my. This is maybe my favorite um lyrical spot on the album. Like I yeah. think just purely in terms of like his syntax is really intriguing. Like um like just the the actual feeling of saying things like falling swingers, soft shoe shufflers, uh weeping atlas cedars. Like I that those things don't really make a lot of sense to me um in a literal way,
1: but when you hear them they, they do.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I just love the way he kind of like fits those words together and it and it's very satisfying um just on a on a syntax level like i said but it's and and it's also kind of the most abstract uh lyrics on the whole album i think um
1: yeah i think it's definitely and it's also a a, works is a good transitional song from the first half to the second half of the album too i think it's Mm -hmm. a really good resting point and i think albums um either can really suffer from those or really thrive from those whether or not you can do those well, those That's transition chillers that kind of give you a break.
0: Because this is basically right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I, I think um, sometimes listeners can get bored, or listeners can be intrigued by it, and it's if you can pull them off, which I think George on this album is able to pull off those slow songs very well.
0: Well, and especially because yeah, this is Michael. You said spooky. Yeah, this definitely is in like sort of a darker mode than yeah, we should like dance. beware of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well I don't beware, know that's scary. That's I just scary love that word. little
2: descending line like at the beginning. Like that mm-hmm. descending lead line into it and the, the I love the progression. Also like how um again getting into like the lyrics how I guess you want to call it a I wanna call it a chorus. I wouldn't I don't know how to what to classify the, it
1: as the beware of darkness bit.
2: No, where it's like it can hit you, it can hurt you. Oh okay. but it goes like you know, George says, it can hit you, and then the, the guitar goes, like, bow, 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 like, mirroring what he says. It's oh, going, sure, like, yeah. it can hit you. That's, like, a cool kind of yeah, response. Yeah, I do love that. how
0: he does that. And this one, to me, speaking to that, um, you know, spiritual sage, like, he he is kind of reaching this point at this point in his career, especially, like, public image-wise, too. I think people are thinking of him... And I think people have always thought of him to a certain degree of like the, the kind of spiritual one. And he was the one who was yeah, working with one. Ravi Shankar and like yeah. um, really into the. Um, he's mystical. Yeah.
1: And people don't really know what that's all about either until this album either. You know, he's never got a chance to show it. Right. In any of his music, really. I mean, I guess if you include the fact that he had sitar on a few Beatles songs and then got really heavy into it. You know, on without you, without you. Yeah, that's kind but of then. That's kind of the last one. we've seen of because then he got really back into rock, rock and roll and yeah. being a guitarist and more underwriting songs, and so he hasn't got the chance to really um, combine both of those things. You mm-hmm. know, the fact that he's gotten back into rock and roll, he's become possibly the greatest guitarist living at that time, in my opinion, and then wow. is able to combine that. With all the spiritual practices he's been very interested in and wants to express, and that's the out ch- al- this album is basically his chance to express that as slowly and freely as possible.
0: He's yeah, and and with with the lyrics too, it is like you're not going to take something like weeping Atlas cedars literally. That feels like something he's giving to you that you're going to chew on for the rest of your life, and it feels like some sort of prophetic. Yeah. Um, thing that you have to That's think about. The
1: it. difference between George doing this and John doing this, because honestly, I do think hey, it might be a stretch, but I don't necessarily think so. I think George doing this kind of like it, it feels good and sounds good mm. lyrically could be inspired from the way John does it. Yeah. Um, like on I'm the Walrus or Come Together, where they just kind of, it's like a, a flow of consciousness more yeah. than it is. And they're just words that kind of sound nice that don't right. necessarily have this prophetic meaning. Um, and I kind of think. Uh, this is—it's hard to understand whether or not George is doing the same thing that John has done, or whether or not he does actually have a prophetic meaning. But I think um, not knowing that is kind of a really—it adds a mysticism to the album because you wonder: does he mean anything by that, or does does that actually mean something I don't understand?
0: And with for me, like with something like I'm the Walrus, that's John kind of doing like a Captain Beefheart thing. <clears throat> where he's just kind of saying nonsense, nonsense to kind of fuck with people a little yeah. bit. Uh-huh. Um, this does feel like I'm being told something by somebody who is like infinitely wiser than I am. Yeah, you know?
1: And a lot of this album feels that way. Yeah. Which yeah, is crazy totally. because I think it adds even more meaning to the fact that a lot of times George has been slept on within his skills, within the Beatles. Like even Michael saying that he, a lot of times Beatles fans um, don't understand exactly how talented he was with the, within the band because he's almost overshadowed a lot of the time. Yeah. Um Shadow and this Darkness. Is, yeah. This is finally his chance though to prove to all those people that they were fucking wrong.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, I I, I like this song. Um anything anything else.
2: I think you're singing different songs. I was doing the harmonica bit. Yeah. I guess I thought um if I want to say anything else about this song, is yeah, it starts like really general of like what you should beware, and then uh-huh. he just kind of he's like, okay, no more bullshit. And he <laughs> he yeah. just goes like, beware of government, beware, <laughs> of, <laughs> beware <laughs> that guy. <laughs> you know, they don't like you, and we get into that later. It's it's about the pope, about the pope.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, what about? Uh, Apple Scruffs. I'll, I'll take
1: this you one. go ahead. I'll go ahead and start this one because okay. I fucking love this song and I think it's kind of one of the underdogs of
0: the album. I, I love this song. Yeah.
1: Um, for, we were talking about in the first part those songs that arrangements because the, the album really does need songs that aren't going absolutely bonkers bananas in wild ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. because,
0: and the, those are my favorites on the album.
1: Yeah, the ones that don't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but it, the, I think this one might be the most laid back um because it has
0: the most minimal instrumentation
1: although it still rocks that's what's awesome yeah
0: like arrangement wise it's definitely the same. yeah there's no drums right
1: right is there bass
0: i I think it's just him and i think yeah yeah, i don't think there's
1: bass i know everything's double tracked yeah so it does it does still sound like clean and powerful because i can tell the guitar and also the harmonica has been double tracked so it's mm. very full and powerful but it's the the instrumentation is extremely minimal um so but anyway this song is about um all of those uh those freaks those <laughs> girly fans no, I don't mean to <laughs> that would um so uh, apple headquarters on savile row in london um the fans knew that that's where the beatles were either doing business and then even recording during the get back sessions and so they'd be going in and out a lot. And so the girls would hang around the doors of the um, Apple facilities and uh, just wait to see one of them pass in. Um, and so George, a lot of times it seems like he resents the fans um, for how much you know they've took over his life, I think especially within Beatlemania and touring, it kind of seems like he resents them or resents just the whole idea of fame in general because he grew tired of it.
0: Yeah, I think they all kind of do at this point. Yeah, but, but I think him. George especially. Yeah,
1: and has even said it, you know, before. Mm-hmm. But I think um, this is comes as a surprise because this is actually a song written to them, out of like uh, you know kindness, out of a little throwing them a bone.
0: And he it's loves it's funny because yeah, it is kind of a weird. Um, you wouldn't expect that. But then of course, uh, he gets attacked in his own home by people who are like, I, I think it's just yeah, a little ironic 30 years later he that, gets stabbed. right. That Shouldn't like, have made this song, <laughs> right. but like he's, it is kind of speaks to, I don't know, some sort of shift in culture or something that before you had these people who were waiting outside and they were just fans. And then you get into the eighties and you get people who are like scary. You know, oh, yeah. Like with John and George. True. Well, um, yeah. So Ooh. so that that song, this song is kind of interesting to me for that because he is kind of thanking his fans in a weird way in this yeah. song. And really cool um, thing
1: is that when he finished the song um, at the studio, he brought in some fans to listen to it. He brought in the yeah. Apple Struffs to actually listen to it in the studio. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Um, so that's a really sweet moment. Um, but, yeah, should we talk about the fact that he fucking yodels? it's just a oh, yodeling a re- i don't
0: i don't consider that a yodel really i i but 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 talk about it i don't well, it, it's I love that, that melody. it's that
1: technique though it's like when you let your um instead of like pushing air to change notes you like let it slide okay that is okay. technically yodeling
0: wow okay yeah yeah no i i it's like maybe my favorite melody on the album it is fucking is, sick is that of- yeah yeah, I, I love that song. Uh, Michael, what do you think of this song?
2: Oh, man. Um, I think y- y'all kind of y'all kind of slammed it out of the park. Y'all kind of covered it. Um, you,
1: know, you know, we've been doing this four episodes. Yeah, four episodes in. Oh,
2: professionals over yeah. here. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I guess y'all said there are no drums in here, but there's definitely percussion. What's that, like, tapping sound that's echoed?
0: That might just be him tapping his toes. Because now that I think about it.
2: What's wrong with his toes? They're, like, really loud. <laughs> hey, that's a question for I was thinking Definitely. maybe like a tap guitar I don't know it's something maybe, yeah. you know what I'm, well,
1: look, I'm looking through you that tapping sound is ringo on a box of matches I didn't know that tapping that it could be something like that yeah could be a tapping that's closely might I'd, I'd I hope know. so
2: yeah some kind of tapping well it's
1: the echo is cute oh I know what you mean yeah what is that yeah. I don't know what that is you know yeah, I little. know what you mean I can think of it now
0: yeah I okay. like I part of me almost wonders if it's just like him hitting his guitar when he's strumming could you be. know what I mean it should be. I uh, think
1: that's most likely
3: it.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, this is just a really cute song. Um again, I kind of talked about it in um a previous song where I may or may not have been corrected on some things, but I don't know. It's just like a whole thing like
1: <laughs> Don't worry Bob Dylan George... only wrote one song on the album. Oh, he co-wrote oh another, Okay, he, there's so, he, he so there's no the there's songs. no minefield for me that's, to that's walk in. That's that's the only with. one you stepped on. Okay, You're good. good. I'm, I'm glad I took on that. that. My right leg
2: will have to yeah. be amputated <laughs> on that one. But yeah, I don't know. Like, George will do like these second verses that are like connected in different ways or like, I don't know. We'll go from like one statement to another and just switch it up. And you get that a little bit in Apple Scruffs. And oh, it's just my favorite kind of lyrical thing in this whole album and Apple Scruffs is a a good example of that cute yeah it's a cutie patootie yeah Yeah. Monica is
1: great it is like you were saying kind of this by far for me feels like the most of an ode to the American singer songwriter type and I feel like I don't know I know we talked a lot about Bob Dylan and him like how this album kind of mirrors a lot of um, I don't know Bob Dylan artistic traits he's
0: always drawing from that Sound, but
1: I think time. it is like it, I feel yeah. like it is. It's drawn from because you know, George was the biggest fan of um Bob Dylan when the Beatles first got into him because he's the one who brought Friul and Bob Dylan to listen. And to. they're such
0: good buddies,
3: <laughs> um,
1: but I think George is still a fan of that sound, and I think he's kind of doing a tribute to Bob Dylan's early sound.
0: Yeah, well, and, and I, if, I'll if i talk on the harmonica a little bit too because um, I do think it's probably a a sort of ode to Dylan, but I also think um, the harmonica kind of has the same quality of the slide guitar and the pedal steel where it has like a very um, slidey, yeah, not dream-like. like... Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and it doesn't have like exact... It does have exact pitches, but it, it slides in and out of it yeah, really easily.
1: <by peu> <girly> yeah.
0: So even when there's not um, slide guitar or pedal steel or those qualities, uh, harmonica is kind of the closest thing to that um, in terms yeah. of like a mouth instrument. I don't know how yeah. to describe it. And to
1: go instrument. with this laid back minimal instrumentation, yeah. Yeah. So because I think if this song like had like... It was just him, but also slide guitar or also pedal steel, it wouldn't necessarily work because it wouldn't feel like one unit.
0: Or like horns or something. Yeah, but you know?
1: harmonica has this ability to feel like one unit because you, it feels like they're doing it at the same time, which I don't think it. I think it's definitely done separately, but um, it feels like it. It feels like someone's performing. Mm.
0: Yeah, well, fight feels like one unit and also has the same wa- washiness, I guess, of a slide guitar. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, no, this is this is um, definitely one of my favorite songs on the album. I've talked about this a lot, but. I, I can get annoyed with the Phil Spector production and just the the yeah. sort of stripped back ones I really like. This and, is a good contrast. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I'm really I think George definitely knew that in terms of trying to find songs that could be more laid back and not, you know, overdone with the production. And this is a really good contrast to the stuff that surrounds it.
0: And and like you say, he's he's influenced by folk music and Americana yeah. music. Yeah. Um and so this is kind of a cool um, reference to I that I thought
1: that the chorus before we go on I thought yeah. that the chorus for the longest time was um I pull scruffs one. not I not pull, pull scruffs. scruffs like I, I pull thought it was kind of scruffs yeah I thought it was kind of badass like I pull scruffs I pull scruffs <laughs> like George is saying he like pulls <laughs> yeah he like pulls
0: these girls <laughs> I I feel like that wasn't a uh, a saying back then probably not but but I thought it was when I heard it I was like
1: damn Apple pull struts, I, I, <laughs> I pull struts. It does sound like that. George, he, he, he does timeless pull timeless lyrics. He pulls. He Double does meaning pulls. there. Okay, Um. so this is the beginning of my favorite part of the album is Apple Struts. Oh, okay. Because All the right. next song is in my top three favorite on oh, the wow. album. Um, it's um, top I think this is one of George Harrison's best songs. I think wow. it's fucking great. I think the instrumentation is the best part
0: about it. Um, uh, On Apple Scruffs or? No. Let it roll. We're going into Ballad oh, okay. of Sir Frankie Crisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love roll. this song, Are we too,
2: Are yeah. we team Let it Roll or team Ballad of Sir Frankie
1: Crisp? I'm team Ballad of Sir Frankie Crisp. I don't, Me, too. I don't call it Let it Roll.
2: Oh, well, Well, you my just notes call it let say it Let it Roll, uh, I, yeah, so I, <laughs> I have to... <laughs> I have to agree with my notes here. I, I put what? "Let It Roll." I was on time because to well write because
0: this. he sings. He never sings about a Saint Frank, Chris, but I I think uh, but whatever. the
2: the
1: the background singers do.
0: Oh yeah, oh, we'll
2: get into because, that. I'm not a fan of the background singers. Really?
1: What? I'm not. The low. That's the one sore
2: spot of this song. For Damn, me. I kind of understand that, that yeah. but they've grown They're on not me a lot like now offensive. I really like them. But
1: I think they're so fun and they're so Georgie is what the George is just I love he adds these like he has this history throughout a lot of Beatles records where he kind of adds these like quirky, almost like they don't exactly fit kind of sounds. Same thing with the fucking volume pedal on help on I Need You. Mm. It's just like, okay, but I think sometimes he does it and it really works. It's like these really quirky, almost goofy things. Mm. And they add a lot to the song.
0: It sounds like doesn't sound over pretentious or over serious or anything. Sure, uh, to me it sounds like monks. It's, it sounds like yeah. you know, like yeah, in it Monty kinda. Python. I haven't thought about like, that. You know, it, it sounds like monks who are walking through the tavern. Oh, and, so yeah, 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 exactly.
2: I think of it as like a like a corral song for like a bunch of like miners digging underneath the ground or something i don't know that's what it do we know do you guys know
1: who sir frankie crisp is yes
0: yeah yeah, i was was gonna talk about property owner yes yeah
3: of yeah
1: friar house yeah this huge house that i'm um i'm pretty sure you got in 69 i'm pretty sure and it's like not the the beginning of 70 coolest thing ever yeah, yeah this huge castle looking house with land surrounding it beautiful beautiful grassy land like xanadu um, but there time. are all these, like, goofy things around the house that don't really make sense. Or even, like, how the house is laid out. Like, there's not a kitchen on the first floor, even.
0: It's like a theme park.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like a theme. It's And there are all these, like, just, like, little, like, statues or, like, little plaques of something. And they're, they're meant to look super serious. But in reality, their content is very goofy or just weird. Um, and I think, honestly, the background vocals kind of capture that a little bit. The goofiness of what seems to be serious but then actually it's kind of just silly
0: yeah and like i i think part of um the whole george thing at this era i think this house is kind of tied up in the mystique of him Mm -hmm. um and sort of the mythology of all things must pass like this house is a big part of that because you look at these pictures and it's these like idyllic streams and boats and Bridges and yes. like check it, out it, our Instagram like um like Xanadu from Citizen Kane like uh it it, it has that
1: oh sure yeah, yeah I know exactly what you're talking about yeah exactly I trust you on that watch it watch it but the opening of this um I think it's oh the hooks um, insane the best opening on the whole album mm-hmm. to a song the it's like
3: oh, oh it's it's, it's, perfect. it's
1: like drugs I love <laughs> it. it it dips like it, down. it it just oh it puts me in a like a wavy. It's um, so Transcendental good. State.
0: Yeah. Well, it, these are perhaps my favorite lyrics on the album. And I know he didn't technically write them. Really? Yeah, these are um, writings that he found by Frank Oh, Frankie yeah, okay. Krips. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. what do you say about yeah. no more songs being <laughs> written,
2: <laughs> written
1: by other people? What the, they technically are. Liar! It's
0: well,
3: the songs still written by him. Yeah, exactly. But
1: the lyrics are kind of borrowed from writings the transcripts. That he yeah, um, but it's so simple Frankie too. That's Christmas what I, I I love about this song too. it's just let it roll across the floor, through the hall, and out the door. Mm-hmm. It's it's what are you letting everything, whatever you need to, be rolled away from your life or whatever is causing you mm-hmm. pain or stress, just let it roll away. Yeah, let it wash off you, it's and kinda like, what I get from it.
0: To me, it 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 reads like the lyrics when you read them feel like something you're unearthing from an ancient tomb, which in some ways he kind of is. Yeah, true. Um, yeah but they feel like some older kind of scripture or something. Um, it, 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 it feels to me like um, John Wesley Harding, the Bob Dylan album, mm-hmm. which it's like very kind recorded of Old Nashville. testimony. Yeah, recorded in Nashville. Yeah. But it's like got these sort of grander um, lyrics. And it's funny because we've talked a lot about how this is his mode that he's working in right now. We talked about that on Beware of Darkness. But the fact that he just found these writings from the guy who used to own his house like it it, it is like this kind of weird yeah too much cosmic, of a coincidence thing, yeah,
2: yeah. A weird yeah. kind of cosmic connection yeah yeah no, one, exactly. no one's saying perpetual mirth
0: yeah these days right right bring exactly. it back
2: bring back perpetual mirth what yeah. even is that
0: again this, this it's it's the thing where it's like <laughs> I don't know what that means well to me it's Somebody the same us. thing as beware of darkness where it's like you're not supposed to take it literally you're oh. supposed to I think it's Take just it like the veil
2: it. of the unknown, the lost to time, perpetual murder The fountain of perpetual oh, murder. Okay, I okay. mean, okay. like, yeah. all this stuff That's
0: how I read it. Is, is, is what I'm saying of, of the, you're not taking it literally. It's like something that you found an ancient sort of prophecy or something. Um, oh, okay. But I, 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 I love this song and it, it, it they are probably my favorite lyrics on the album. Yeah,
1: yeah Michael, do you want to talk? wait, um. So there's these little fills. Um, Jack, do you know in the verse that... I was
2: about to get into that. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: I was going to let you get into it because I know you love it so much. Um, Is that slide guitar or is it pedal steel? That's pedal steel. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. We've always thought it was slide guitar.
0: No, that's that's the other thing I love about this song is like the the awesome pedal steel. Yeah, the pedal steel feels.
1: Yeah, the fills within the the verse even. They're not even like... There's no instrumental section where it's pedal steel lines. It's like yeah. you go ahead yeah. Take it, Michael? He really it. So they're part. different
2: from the hook. Mhm. Yeah, you you can hear the tone. It's just like so soft, so delicate, velvety. Well, I'd say. Mm. Velvety. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. If I had to choose my favorite aspect of the whole album, it would be those crazy fills throughout it. Oh, um Pete they're drink. always my favorite part of each song. They're so the good. The crazy
1: thing is like either I think it's a combination of George on slide guitar, but then also Pete Drake on pedal steel of those. Mm, but it's hard to tell yeah. sometimes what is pedal steel and what's slide guitar, because George is such, such a fucking the, good slide guitar the player. pedal the steel problem. player really <laughs> yeah. to tell.
2: captures the vibe that George goes for. Yeah, And I don't know, this one, even when it just really dips down in volume, like even the hook, it'll just like get down... And you just hear like all these micro
1: slides in between. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about this song is that so much is going on, but it's still somehow one of the chillest songs on the album. so Mm -hmm. delicate
2: yeah, um, and so intentional. And Mm -hmm. I love the, I think I had a song earlier where I wasn't a fan of like the brush drums on it, but here it really works. I really like the the brush drums on it. Um, And the piano's great.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: true. I don't think about the piano too much.
0: Um, but the, the thing I wanted to mention too about the pedal steel is like, that feels like something he's bringing from the Nashville country world where mm-hmm. that whole philosophy was you fit in into the song where you're needed. Yeah. And he's taking that from sort of the country Nashville philosophy and filling in the blanks here in a really interesting way Yeah,
1: on these like soft rock tunes. Yeah. You know, they're not, this ballad Sir Frankie Chris has aspects of country to it, but it's not a country song.
0: That's and and that and it feels like the Nashville philosophy of like I'm not gonna overtake this mm-hmm. with my instrument. I'm just gonna put it in mm-hmm. here and there and it's, yeah, and, it's and it's perfect. It, it, it yeah. works
1: perfectly. Good job, mm-hmm. Pete, Yeah, hey. Say hi to Ranger Force when you get picked up from the airport.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um anything yeah. else on that one or uh
1: I think also it is a perfect 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 build up from Apple struffs to this.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, good to point
1: probably oof, i don't know it 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 competes in my opinion with what is life for the biggest banger on the album
0: it's my favorite rocker
1: and it could have been released as a, it wasn't but i believe that if it was released as a single it would have went to number one just like my sweet lord did um because it's single material it's this is radio material waiting for you all folks waiting oh my for God. you all yeah what to say about this also song? top three on on the album for me
0: Probably me too. I've been keeping track. I feel like I've said like five I songs think, are in my top I think three, my but. top
1: three, not to get too into it, sure. might be Wawa, Ballad of Sir Frankie Crisp, and Awaiting on You All. Okay. I think that,
0: wait, no, wait, no, no. What is
1: Life is my number one. Oh, yeah. See? God damn. That's it. the problem. Okay, what is Life? You have a top seven over here. Okay, what is Life, Wawa, Ballad of Sir Frankie Crisp, and I guess Awaiting on You All is four. But
3: it's. Oh, it's wait.
1: Can I talk about one more thing about Ballad of Sir Frankie Crisp? Sure, yeah. And I don't mean to get blasphemous with this, because I'm going to bring up something that's not at all Beatles-related. But I think, um, is one of the reasons why I like this song so much. Not all of it, Kay. but it's one of the reasons. Okay, okay. So, I'm, I'm and one of my favorite so shows, serious. How I Met Your Mother.
0: Uh huh. Okay.
1: <laughs> Their soundtrack is absolutely redonkulous. If you don't believe me, watch How I Met Your Mother all the way through, all nine seasons. Just a quick fact check <laughs> there. <laughs> 'Cause or even just look up their look up how I Met Your Mother Soundtrack on Spotify. it's maybe I'll shit do shit ton a playlist. It's insane, dude. It introduced me to so many indie rock groups. Really? That I didn't yeah. They have everyone. Decemberist, Deathcap for Cutie, The Shins, Band of Horses. And fucking bass to take, Ballad of Sir Frankie Crisp is used as a motif in the in the whole show. Oh. Every I didn't time know that. so there's the end of the show is basically teased throughout the entire run. I think it starts in like season five, and, there and how I seasons. met your mother. Yeah, and how I met mm-hmm. your mother. Um, no, every but t- how he met the mother. <laughs> yeah, pretty is much the day that did. he met the mother. Yeah, is teased, um, and every time you it like will flash to the future. Every time it flashes to the future, you know it's flashing to the future because the beginning of Ballad of Sir Frankie Crisp plays. Really? Yeah, the, the no hook, idea. and you know, oh, this is the day he met the mother. Oh wow! And they no use idea. it as that. And I think it's so beautiful the way they use it, and it, um, I don't know, it means a lot to me. I think it's very emotional and really cool. Um, using music, using the same song is like a motif for your viewers to know that it's um, like this day or a special time or whatever. And using this song off of All Things Most Past. That's based cool. It's awesome. Um, anyway, a lot of people hate on How I Met your Mother. I don't care. I'm rewatching it right now. I'm about to finish it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I <It laughs> haven't rewatched up. it in like three or four years, but it holds up. It's great. It
2: holds Good. up. The soundtrack's yep. the best part of it. Love uh, that theme song at like midnight,
3: 1230. <laughs> <laughs> it's blaring. Good theme song. Good <laughs> theme song.
1: Okay, anyway, sorry. Oh, yeah, waiting on you all. Right.
0: <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Waiting on you all. Uh, yeah, this is my favorite it. rocker on, on the album. Is this Michael, my number
1: one song on the record?
2: Whoa, fair. Sp- taste speak,
0: taste. speak on that. Maybe. That's okay. Um,
2: it's it, it jumps between this and, and the next song.
0: Oh, damn. I've got something to say about
2: that. Um, but I'm glad that you brought up the category of jammers and, and chillers. Uh-huh. You know, the scientific <laughs> is what the term. Is, yeah.
3: Jammers and chillers. A ballad of
2: it? jammers and chillers. Um, <laughs> the Michael oh my, John story. The Michael John story. <laughs> I call everything a jammer. You're, you will find that out. Um, no, that's I not. Know, everything that deserves
1: it. That's true. When but Michael stands jammer on a song, you know it's. It must be. pretty I daunting. say a
2: lot, but maybe I just listen to good songs all the time and I never make it a mistake. Um, <laughs> good point. awaiting on you all, Jesus Christ. Yeah, literally, literally. literally <laughs> um, best live guitar on the record. I think that's oh, true. Is, best fill on it the... It might be
1: the best riff, too.
2: It's just so simple. It's just scalar motion and down. And the shaker, what? Yeah. You just get the ah, wow, you know, wow, 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 yeah. wow. Look at us. We're beatboxing over here. Yeah. We can't get it out of our heads. Um, yeah, it has the, my favorite fills. They're just insane. Just the... I don't know. The, the groove of them is just something else. I mm-hmm. can't
1: even describe it. Yeah, I think that it's also... Probably the most catchy, in my opinion. The most catchy song. Why wasn't yeah, this a single? Yeah, because the, the chorus is just insane.
2: Yeah, and it's not super long. I know this is a contentious topic. I concede that there's a reason for stuff to be long. but Maybe. I, Honestly,
1: I don't this know is if I such a by Jack's theory.
0: I, I, I mean,
2: yeah, I, I don't I, know. I don't think... Like, you can that. have a reason...
1: Or he just went too long, but it's still like it's still too long. I agree. think he uh, my Even if that's the reason I don't necessarily. My buy theory
2: it. for it and
0: okay, well, well, okay, all right.
2: I, my theory for it is <laughs> he was so <laughs> bottled up, so so I don't want to say it, but no, go ahead. He was so bottled up from yeah,
1: yeah. That's my theory too. He was so I, bottled wait. up
2: from you know, glad I have John someone and Paul to team being up with Bullies Jesus. being bullies to him.
1: Yes, my whole theory about okay, and you, so he's like, I'll, I'll wait.
2: Yeah, that's right. He's like. <laughs> He's like, just
1: fuck you. I'm going
2: to yeah. write this bajillion side record and throw it out there before anyone else can get to making a big solo record. Right. And I'm going to, you know, just go just absolutely, you bananas. know, pedals to the metal, bananas, I'm, banana slamma on it. And so y- he just slam. overcompensates in some areas and there are just some. Yeah, some long sl- he overcompensates. That's All this good, to say. Good word. Oh, waiting on you all. I'm surprised that's not a single because the length is perfect.
3: Yeah,
1: it is single material.
0: And by the way, it's not. We. I mean, we talked about that on the last one. It's not yeah. like I don't agree with this being. Yeah, his, no, this is uh, just yeah. one of
1: Jack's theories. I'm. I'm not trying. Yeah. To, and I think it's a good theory, and I think that could be true. I don't. I don't think it is. I think it's true I, to for me. It's not about
0: what it w- if it's true or not. I'm not trying to figure yeah. out what he did. To me, this is how I read it. Yes, okay. It's okay, not yes. true. I don't care about true or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's just how okay, I okay, interpret okay. it. okay. Okay. All
1: right. You win. You win. <laughs> you win.
0: <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's just my reading of it. But
1: Can, wait, wait, wait. Talk about. Can I tell yeah. Michael what I said in the first part? Sure. Um. Yeah. I I thought that the reason I advocated the reason that isn't it a pity was so long in the first place, and then also why there's a second version of it on the album, which, okay, oh, yeah, all right, right. Um, is because that song has been rejected since 1966. He, the first time it was ever rejected was on Sgt. Pepper, and then maybe from the White Album, and then it was brought up again in the Get Back sessions, and then rejected again. And so I think it's kind of like, God damn it, I wanted this song to be out years and years ago. I'm going to make it fucking seven minutes long, and you know what? I'm going to make it again. I'm going to put it on the end of the album too. That's what it feels like.
2: Yeah, me. and you can kind of feel that bitterness. I'm glad you brought that up. I um, I
0: have a read on "Isn't it a pity?" But before we get to that, let's yeah, sure. stick we'll on a waiting, we'll for, stay you on.
2: Yes. Yeah,
3: yeah, waiting for you we all. Got yeah, we're sorry, Crazy we're sorry. We're you on, on a way. waiting on Just you all.
0: Well, so Michael, you talked about the um, um, how how this one and. All Things Must Pass are your favorite. Is that what you said? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah it's like what he said. And that they're right next said. to each
1: other. It's a crazy double feature.
0: So, so I, I. It's I, a
1: crazy quadruple feature. And is what I was saying. Well, okay, sorry. But, mm-hmm. but
0: before we get to that, to me, um, Awaiting for You All and All Things Must Pass are in conversation with each other because I think they're thematically very similar um, to where he is, you know, kind of relieving himself of these material things. And um, Awaiting for You All is sort of like the the spiritual kind of political um Mm -hmm. part of it where where he's saying like organized religion the pope owns 51 percent of general motors he's criticizing these things and he's like we we don't need to get caught up in all the like constrictions of what organized religion is if you just chant the names of the lord and you'll be free like like open yourself up to that higher possibility without getting caught in these yeah um, superficial parts of it. And I,
1: I think that also the uh, qualities of the song, how much of a banger it is, how much of a single it could could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also how spiritual it is. It kind of feels like My Sweet Lord Part 2 to me. It feels like the sequel to My Sweet Lord. It feels like uh, the second half of the album's My Sweet Lord. You know you know how a lot I, of times... I
0: have a, the same take about a different song, but that's oh, interesting. Okay, yeah.
1: Well, you know how a lot of albums have that thing where they talk about how... Um, they should mirror each other in some ways. You know, like how the first song and the last song should mirror each other and you know, how it should kinda go like that. I I don't think this album does that strictly, but I do think it does it um kinda a little I bit. I, I think that Awaiting on you all mirrors my sweet lord.
0: That's interesting. I'll just tell you right now what I think it is. I to me, Hear Me Lord is the um is the oh, companions yeah. of my sweet lord. That's true. Lord. Um, That's true. But I think they're both right. I mean they all yeah. have themes that I would say that
1: too. the the only thing I think that makes it more like that for me is that it's Mm -hmm. like the other single it's like the other catchy one the other short catchy one um with it also being spiritual so Mm
0: -hmm. because to me this one I and I totally I, I I agree with you I think this is in conversation with my sweet lord uh, to me, it's like directly in conversation with all things must pass. Um,
2: yeah, they mirror each other and contrast each other.
0: Yeah, very well. yeah, and I, I love, I love that he does get a little political with that line. About yeah, the no, it's badass. Yeah, it's it's, it's one so of those badass memorable. lines on the album. Yeah, it is. Um, the other thing too is the line about you don't need no in. That that like specifically brings to mind um, John and Yoko for me, like the, their bed ins and stuff. Like just the yeah. way that's like phrased it it mm-hmm. it evokes that I don't know if he's trying to do that, but and to I love me the that way that george is that political
1: image. i I kind of like the way that George is political more than I even like the way John is political because it's just it feels more like he's not as pissed about it and not he doesn't overstep as much sometimes and he's not as quick to say something he actually you know like lets it resonate with him and meditates sure. on it and then has something wiser to say, even though he's yeah, younger
2: I think it's like how he approaches writing it and the tone that he has when he when he talks about it he just. Like, as you're saying, he'll just state a fact. John, it's more like, um, I don't know if y'all have been on Instagram. Maybe this is a chronically online thing. (laughs) But, you know, it's like, um, (laughs) it's this, like, Christmas, this Beatles Christmas meme, where it's, like, Paul is like, it's Christmas time, get out the wine. And and John's over here like, it's Christmas day, people are dying, go fuck yourself. You know, it's like, (laughs) he's just so, like unapologetic does yeah, not man. care how he's interpreted by other people. Cause he's like, oh, that's true. Yeah. John Lennon. What are you going to say? Yeah, he's fucking John. Lennon. Um, he's fucking John Lennon. Right. But here George really approaches it in a more tactful way. Yeah. Um, in a more,
1: and he has an palatable answer way
2: and not saying like, I think John is unpalatable or yeah. I don't agree with anything. Yeah, I don't know. That's not the point. Yeah. Here it's just like, I don't know. It's, more of like a jovial tone, more of like a joking tone. It's like, oh, I'm joking and I'm saying this. Well, not joking, but, but like yeah, I'm, I'm stating it in a comedic, in a kind to of To try and make you understand way. how silly it is. But you're game. like, yeah. wait, I'm going to, I guess they're not going to Google it, but yellow page it. I don't know. Yeah. They're I like that's actually true.
0: Yeah. yeah no, I, I, I get that. To me, I, for as far as John's concerned, and I think especially on the the Plasticono band, which we'll talk about next, but yeah. Um, he is he is unpalatable, and he's saying these things very. But to me, like that's really only a few years of his career, because I, I think about John Lennon, and for the most part, I think about his advocacy for like peace, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really get specifically political except for I would say the first half of the 1970s. Yeah. Um. But that being said, I I, I totally see where you're coming from, but yeah. I do think John has this. In him too, I yeah. even with like imagine, you yeah. know, you think about yeah. that, and that's like a,
1: and that's the best political song ever written by a Beatle, I would say. Really? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is. It's hard to fight it.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Um, waiting
1: on you all might be the. It might be tied. Yeah.
3: And
0: well, and the thing about this one is, it's not even political. No, it's not it's, that. Poli- it's more it's of
2: really a religious not. thing. Yeah. yeah. It kind of dunks on the entire genre of CCM. Oh sure, I guess a little bit. With, Actually, yeah, it does. It conveys messages yeah. of CCM better. Yeah, if you're than, listening
1: to Christian rock, just turn it off and listen to Waiting on You All. Instead. Just on repeat.
2: But that wasn't <laughs> even you'll get really more variety doing. in these two yeah, minutes. The you know? <laughs> but
0: but to that I, that wasn't even really a thing at this point. But to that point though, he is borrowing from gospel music yeah heavily on this yeah album. and it's for fucking sure awesome. um and i love gospel music but, yeah but gospel he, music is great. Yeah. even kind
2: of like the the melody in the in the in the verses
0: yeah really that like,
1: um stomp and clap kind of yeah. feeling to it
0: and he's getting a lot of that from uh, 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 billy preston and uh, delaney and bonnie um yeah no this is a great song uh i don't i don't really have much else to say about it unless you guys do
1: um yeah just a headbanger just makes me bang my fucking head straight into the counter. Do
2: you yeah. know what I've? Yeah, there so are weird. marks on the counter.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I
0: noticed marks. that when I came in. Uh, do you know what I've been listening to a lot though recently? Is no, the, I don't. Tell me. Oh, okay, good. Okay, well, tell I'm, me. Yeah. I'm I'm going to. Okay, uh, is the demo for this song, dude? Yeah, the early yeah, take. Yeah, yeah,
1: that shit goes hard. Yeah, and
0: honestly, like I don't know. I I like a lot of those a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know.
3: Yeah, Some of really them t- I like t- more. I than don't the listen album
2: to versions. those as much, but I know the one. I mean, it's a little off topic. My sweet lord, that demo. the The drums are different. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. On the demo.
1: Yeah. The wedding on you all the guitar is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, on the demo. I mean, the guitar is great on both, but it's, but it's it interesting. feels raw. Yeah. It does. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, cool. And there's another song that we'll get to in a sec. Uh, but I think the the early take of I Dig Love is is better than the one on the album. I really. It's like that's fair. Um, but I I, we'll 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 get to it in a sec. I guess. Um, anything else on waiting for you all, or should we get to the title? All track? songs
2: must pass. Yeah. And all things must pass. All things must pass. All pods must cast. Yes.
0: This song. That's last. how we came up with that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. Let's move on to all things must pass. Second. Great. You know what? I'm gonna say it right now. This is my second favorite. I thought it was my first favorite. It's.
0: What's your first favorite?
2: awaiting on. Waiting oh, on y'all. Okay. Yadingus. Um, boom roasted okay Jack uh, I'm sorry okay let's that was move weird. on let's move on that was rude um, I'm sorry bygons, about bygons. That. So, um, okay I keep talking about this Some second reason. verse thing where um George does these crazy second verses and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself but like this song is kind of like the cycle of the day hmm. which implies like passage of time which ties into the theme of this song I love the second verse of this um because it's like uh it just transitions so beautifully and yeah. it's like more connected than the first line yeah I but think, also has that continuity
3: yeah
1: and i think the the overall feeling i get from the song is i don't know it is it's it feels very spiritual and transcendental to me um and when i listen to it it, it just feels very comforting and makes me kind of feel like um very small in the in mm. the scale of the universe kind of thing or the scale of the world which I think a lot to a lot of people are uh, the way the way it's done can be um kind of scary sometimes but for some reason the way that this song does it is very comforting and so it's like your problems and all of your worries and all of this are, are actually very small and you know to let you know just live Um, the best you can, because everything will eventually be all right, is what I get
0: from it. It's an entire philosophy in one song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I think all of these are, because, I mean, obviously the first half of this album is spiritual, but again, I feel like this, all the songs we've talked about so far have that in common. Um, And this one is definitely the same. Uh, Again, I think this is an interesting pairing right after awaiting on you all because they both feel like the release of some sort of material worries and concerns um and that if you you know like with awaiting you of what is it <laughs> awaiting, awaiting on you, you all on, on. <laughs> awaiting on um it's just like you know opening yourself up to this higher possibility um it is funny that like he fought for this song to be on yeah. Beatles. Albums. Yeah,
1: on the Get Back project. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: and it's funny that like he fought for that, they didn't include it. He writes the song, titles the album this mm-hmm. this the 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 song, and it becomes way more successful than yeah. <laughs> the stuff Paul and John did. At, and at, the song
1: don't... itself, I just think it's so ironic that in terms of like it being a kind of a slower ballad and kind of being like the um I don't know relaying a philosophy about something. Mm-hmm. Um, which, honestly, the philosophy... I mean, it's not entirely similar, but the whole, like, all things must pass and to just let things be is kind of similar. And I think uh, the fact that Let It Be, of course, was uh, was chosen as a song to do during the get-back sessions. And then, not to the Beatles' decision, but then ultimately became the title of the breakup album. <sighs> just kind of fucking ridiculous, because this song, All Things Must Pass." absolutely stomps on the song Let It Be. It's way more Beatlesy. It's way better in almost every way. Yeah, um, I don't like Let It Be. Let It Be is fine. Hot take. I do. I like that one.
0: It's take. fine. Um yeah, All I'm Things Must Pass
1: is way more important, relays a much more important message and is done much more beautifully. The instrumentation's better. The vocal performance is better. This um, is
2: my favorite vocal performance in yeah, the whole I was thing. I album, was gonna argue that too.
1: The entire album this is his best vocal performance. I love
2: okay I, it took me a while to get used to, like, the George whininess in some other songs. Um, by a while, I mean, like, three days. So, another <laughs> turn But now I'm like, oh, I love it. But this is, like, the complete opposite. It's so smooth. You're like, is this auto-tune? Is this, like, mm-hmm. smoothing? Like, what is this? Because he's like, he just does no kind of frills when he says, like, sunrise doesn't last all morning and he yes, like, when he holds, holds on to last morning. or, that or even last. last it's like yeah it's just like is this even words it's like so smooth
3: yeah
0: and it's a it's a broad melody um which he's good at like with um i'd have you anytime or something it's like a expansive broad uh melody which which yeah i, I like i like the song a lot it's it's not one of my favorites um just not because i don't like it but just because I, I like the other ones more um but yeah i think those are very interesting points
1: oh what about the, the talk about the instrumentation a little bit the fucking the horns the best what do you all horns. think about them the best horns on the album i know it kind of it does kind of play into the whole phil specter maybe a little
0: overproduced but 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 I, but I, it's an example that i like the
1: melody that. i love and the the way that the slide goes bum bum
0: yeah. That's yeah. So oh, it's just a cool.
1: perfect little
0: yeah. effect. Uh-huh. And perfectly
1: and, perfect in time too.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. And and to be clear, I don't like dislike Phil Spector as a producer. When it works, it really works. And this is one of the ones where I think it really works. Because um, this almost has everything. It's got the slide, it's got pedal steel, it's got horns, it's got strings, it's got it does have strings, right? Does it? I don't oh, know. Well, maybe saying. it has like a pad, but but think... it, it, it it's it's very full. Uh, but in a in a way that feels like it's clouds breaking apart for for sunlight to come in. Yeah, know? that's what the um, horns
1: kind of feel like—the sun behind clouds. Yeah, yeah, and the
0: and the ray coming down, mm, the slide mm, guitar, mm, you know. Mm, um. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a, yeah, it's a great. Song. Are the
1: I I
2: have in my notes that like the horns are like almost corny. Oh really? Oh yeah. I, I almost. I mean, because it's like kind of a Superman thing. I like thought. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I think it don't works. think they're corny.
1: Okay, but borderline. Borderline. they are so corny, triumphant that they could be corny. Yeah, it's like that close.
0: Yeah, I think the fact that you're already this deep into the album, though, you've already kind of bought into the whole thing. Yeah, yeah true. So you're, you're here for the long. Yeah, can we exactly. talk about that?
1: How the title track is this far in? That's true. You don't get to it I'm for like glad an hour. It is.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. It's badass.
0: Yeah, it makes I you think.
1: Um, A lot of people, I would have put the title track maybe at like track six or seven or something. Like mm-hmm. still have it kind of towards the beginning rather than towards the end. Um, Just because it's such a, I don't know, it's one of the best tracks on the album in my opinion. And I think George knows that and I think Phil Spector knows that. And that's why the album is titled it. Um, so to make listeners wait so long, I think is really, it's a risky move, I think, in terms of making an album track list to make listeners wait that long for the title track. Mm -hmm. But I think it really pays off because the album is really good. If the album was really bad, that would be a really poor decision. Right. But luckily it's not.
0: Yeah, he's, he's confident. (laughs) Yeah. And and (laughs) it, and it feels like, you know, sort of the statement piece of the album. Mm -hmm. There's a reason he made it that, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, we're 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 at about the hour mark, and we're flipping the record. Shall we take a quick we're gonna break? Take a quick break. We'll be back sure in fine. about seven hours. All right. Sounds good. Just wait it out. Bye.
1: And we're back. It's
2: Welcome been seven back. hours.
3: Holy <sighs> shit! It's been oh, a I'm tired. That's that four the morning.
2: We had, a, mm-hmm. we had a walk back to the studio about five miles. Yeah, that's um, true, because Michael... 45-degree incline. We live on top of a mountain.
0: And Michael took us out in his van, blindfolded us, and... Yeah, because I was back. mad at yeah.
2: what y'all said earlier. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get into it. started into hitting it. us.
0: Yeah, Michael... Punching, kicking. For our first guest, we're really uh, subservient to our... Uh, I guess so. Y'all are... We're the hosts, Michael. Come on.
2: Oh, okay. I'll, I'll try and fill my role. Speaking of that, Jack, why don't you why don't you All right. take this next turn okay
0: so we're getting into side four um with i dig love to me the most like
1: the most funny song on the album because funny
0: of... well we'll get to that i'll get to that. to me it's funny because it's like almost a parody of like 60s talk like yeah, man, it is. Dig on this love, man. It is. Yeah, mm-hmm. rolling around it at does. fucking Woodstock, dude. And it's you like seen that, which is that's like,
2: like a goofy
0: bluesy kind of yeah. feel.
1: Especially the main riff, you know. Yeah, just yeah. it's just
3: thing. like, just like you know, it, it just
0: reminds me of like guys who used to come into the record store I used to work at who are like super old, and they were like, "Yeah, man, we used to uh, fucking take acid and sit in front of Jim Morrison's house and listen to them." Rehearse and it's like I love those kinds of people, but it's like almost parodying the it kind does. of '60s thing and almost you know? parodying kind of like
1: I don't know the whole bed piece like we're talking about, yeah, John and Yoko yeah. bed piece thing.
0: I don't think he's trying to be ironic. No, I, don't, I don't. No. Yeah. Well, maybe. I, I think
1: that's kind of maybe. like a. This is like the, the most a waiting on You All" ish parody kind of thing where it's like talking about not saying the same way that all "Awaiting uh, on You All" does, but the same kind of uh, topic, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Speak, well, speak I haven't thought about, about that. I, I, I haven't thought I about this at all mean. before. Right now,
0: <laughs> that's okay. Uh, work it out. I don't. I'm not exactly sure what you mean.
1: I work it out, or we can. Oh, Beatles.
3: <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. No. No. Sorry I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not S- what we're talking
0: about. Speak on that, though. Uh, speak on what? On the awaiting for you all. <laughs> <laughs> point <laughs> that you no, I'm made. I'm just pulling your leg. Two I'm seconds pulling ago. Your, I'm pulling your toes. Ouch. Coward.
1: Um. Coward. I don't know. I think it could be. It could be a parody. It could be like because uh, it does feel kind of goofy. Also, the way he's singing it kind of feel. I think it does kind of feel ironic. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is. My opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it is. So it's like a "How do you do, fellow kids?" <laughs> moment. A little bit. A little. Bit. Maybe not. Maybe it's just kind of. I I think the fact that it is after "Awaiting on You" on "All Things Must Pass" is kind of like a the punchline of. You yeah, know, it's just kind of a silly, funny one, especially to put after. Like it seems like, I don't know if you were trying to be more cohesive, you would put "Art of Dying." Well, yeah, and really, I think it's a true. good tone breaker yeah. it after does break, yeah. that
2: three song run of just nonstop crazy slide guitar. And,
3: yeah.
0: yeah, and especially to start this next side on. It's like yeah. let's yeah. take a little break from the heavy shit. Now we're yeah. kinda,
2: you know, yeah yeah but, but, chilling uh, out. Kai,
0: talk about your your So
1: I don't know if this is necessarily I don't think I'm the first person who noticed it. I think um our best friend Ethan King, who sadly mm-hmm. couldn't make it today.
0: God rest um, his soul. We'll God rest his soul. His soul.
1: Um, I think he noticed it first when we were listening together one night. This is in my notes.
0: I, 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 I was not much involved for this. It doesn't sound
1: like dig. It sounds like dick. It just does. If you don't believe me, listen to it right now. Pause the podcast. Listen to it right he now. He loves and it come in the morning. Because then you'll be laughing. He loves it in the evening. So it, says, it sounds like I dick love, I dick love, I dick love, which doesn't even really make sense. But it still sounds like that. But then, don't you worry, in the second verse, he, he turns it around a little bit. Just like how Michael's saying, where he just kind of alternates the second verse a little bit and yeah. makes it great. Another example of that, because then he says, I love Dick.
3: He does it say that It sounds like
1: I love Dick. Yeah, it does sound like George that. Harrison loves Dick in the morning in and the in eve, the evening. Just, and he wants I you to know. I love
0: Dick in the morning. It does sound like that. Once I you pointed that out. Dick because I was not there for the initial observation of this. If I was there, I, I would have said, Stop that now. Stop being so irreverent and silly.
1: Yeah, like you were on um the the great British baking show and you were one of the old hosts not one of the new hosts that's overly sexual. That's a whole nother <laughs> can of worms. <laughs> not trying to get political here,
2: but um this Michael, is a talk. Matt Lucas <laughs> <laughs> podcast. And not
0: a James Corden
1: podcast. Oh. God fucking
0: damn it. We've brought up James Corden on every single James Gordon, Commissioner Corden. Okay, not the first episode. Yeah, we don't like Commissioner
2: Corden here. Um, As Kai's roommate, I do want to bolster the fact that I do not want Commissioner Corden in my apartment.
0: How about bolster this? Talk about I bolster.
2: I will bolster the drums. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Is like distinctly move to me. I know. Ringo helps on this album. Sometimes is that true? I think yes. it's
3: definitely him on this. Yeah, it Cause it's because like it's got right? to be him. Yeah. It's got
2: to be him on this. Yeah, it kind of. This is it's kind of my favorite part of this song.
1: Yeah, it is the best part. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really good.
0: Um, no, I like this song. Um, I just think the it's organs like, good. Yeah, yeah, Billy Preston probably.
2: Um, yeah. Could there? I mean, this is in my notes. You could have chopped a minute off this song. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. I agree. Sure. It's fine. That's that's what you signed up for.
1: Yeah. I of wish it was called "I Love Dick."
2: I think he should have well, been brave,
1: and he's already putting all these other messages that were kind of like a you know, he was a little worried about being overly spiritual or acting like a know-it-all, you know. And he's all, he's worried about putting these messages out there, but then again, he had the confidence to do that. Why not have the so confidence have to a... say "I Love Dick"? In
2: Want the morning,
0: one? in the evening, that's <laughs> he 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 very well could have done. Excuse
2: me. We're <laughs> flabbergasted by our interpretation. Maybe our interpretation is a little different than yours, Jack. And <laughs> maybe maybe it's you need from to be the open. listeners out
1: there. Maybe you're too offended to listen anymore, and you pause the podcast and you unfollowed us and you give us a one-star rating. Well, you know what? You do that. Hey, you know actually, what? <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> give us a
2: give them a two-star rating <laughs> yeah, at least. Thank you. Thank you. Two
1: for effort. And email us with the specific digression why you gave us that review, why you unfollowed us.
3: Uh,
0: I, no, I'm not interested. And they'll grade it and send have it back. Have we checked
1: our email? Have you checked Probably
0: email? Yeah, not. I have. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Cool. Sorry. Okay. No one's emailed us yet?
0: Uh, uh, Liz Moss did. <laughs> really? Get those yeah. emails uh. going. Okay. Uh, anything else? Or should we move on? Let's move on. Okay. The Art It's of a dying. nice
2: transitional track. Yeah. I don't like Art of Dying.
1: Uh, Ethan I, King is rattling in his grave he, right now. He, oh,
2: wow. Ethan King, King God rest it. his soul.
1: um If you guys don't know who Ethan King is, that's okay.
0: Well, he he's was, probably. Picture is, some random mysterious figure. He was supposed to be the other guest on this episode, but unfortunately, unfortunately he
2: could not make it. I was ready to box Ethan on this song. I was prepared But now he's not here to fight. I think this song is too tryhard. It's like got a spy thriller. Mm. Kind of thing yeah, going, it does kind of feel like a spy thriller. And the whole, I, like, I don't know. I feel like the the melody in this, it's just like a basic like minor melody. It's the, okay. My theory on this song, if I'm gonna get on my soapbox, oh, is that he just like
0: well, surely you can't do that on a podcast. Surely <laughs> not. I'm gonna sit here and talk. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, George, I feel like is a very eclectic person who gets and when he gets into something he gets into it right sure so he gets into this like art of dying and he's like this is so cool i want to tell everyone about this because i'm interested in it right so he just has to like find a song to fit that's true fit it what he wants like to talk that. about and but isn't it's that just the like whole the album? song
1: yeah but is it, it words for the this? most
2: i don't know maybe the not. song doesn't pull the weight of what he wants to talk about it feels like Secondary to, mm. I want to talk about how when I die, I'm gonna like hold my breath, <gasps> you know, and get really prepared for it. I don't. Know. Well, okay. <laughs> maybe I, I'm overly then critical gets, of this and song. Then 30 years later but it's and just not because
1: he got stabbed. It,
0: yeah, <laughs> right. Well, that's the. So I I agree. He, this is not my favorite song on the album. To me, it's more of a sonic issue than a lyrical issue. Um, okay, I agree. Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying.
2: Is like the sonic yeah. elements don't aren't matching up with what he wants to talk about.
0: Sure. I, I get that. To me, this is the same issue I have uh, with Let It Down, um, where, again, I, I don't want to belabor this, but the, the Spectre thing just like hits you in the face, and it's so obvious and in your face that um, it makes you roll your eyes a little bit. And I, I, I do think that this is a different perspective than we've gotten on the rest of the album, um, thematically and lyrically. And I think this is something that was important to him because he talks about that. You mentioned with the stabbing thing mm-hmm. about how that was such a shock because he spent so years much of his time preparing for death yeah, right and, and he wasn't able to do that in that moment yeah um so i think this is something that is a part of his thing for lack of a better word and and i don't think uh, you know it, it's not it's not my favorite but um yeah
1: it's not my favorite either but i don't think i hate it as much as michael
0: yeah neither do i yeah I, I it's fine. I, th- I think uh, it's not. I think I'm sorry. The- <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> I try
2: Yeah, you hate I just this don't like the song. That's uh, fair. That's it's fair. just corny, and the rest corny. of this album is not corny. And this I, is corny. I don't
0: think this is any cornier than anything like All Things Must Pass. Whoa. You know? Okay.
2: Okay. All right. All things no, must pass. All things it must pass like is a genuine. It feels way more really genuine clear. than this. Why isn't song? this genuine? Because I feel like the instrumentation. It, it does. It's just derivative. I don't and like the it instrumentation kind of, either, but it does, I don't feel like right, not It does being feel like genuine. a
1: spy thriller, and it does kind of put this like weird, like minor of, tonality mysticism on it, which I don't love.
2: And it's just kind of bare bones, and I don't know. It's just like I don't really like the horns on it either. This is me, me neither. neither um, this is me backseating backseat guitarist. Okay, obviously, this is George Harrison, but like he loses time on on one part. You know the the repeated line that he goes like At the second time he does it he just kind of gets out of the pocket for a bit interesting and like dips out and has to like kind of refind it is that is that intentional i don't know it it, it maybe i would I, I would, I would let it slide know. in a song that i liked the writing or i like the song writing more but yeah. here I, I can't let it slide it just takes me out of the song
0: sure i i mean i i I don't think he's not being genuine with this. I think he's being very genuine and I think the sentiments and themes are, are just as Yeah, I don't think, you know, this is similar to all things must pass for me thematically. Um, like in terms of he's, he's talking about things that he's been thinking about a lot and, um, practicing and working on. Um, I, I don't love this song either, but like at least it's, difference like you're talking about the kind of minor darker yeah that's true uh this is not a mode that he's yeah. been working in it's on just this album.
1: it's a different one i respect that that's good it does add a like another layer to the album mm-hmm. or the lo- another layer to the second half of the album which i appreciate mm-hmm. which i think does uh, benefit the album in some ways but i think the the different way he went to try and capture it it just doesn't work it's just kind of like yeah and it fell y'all. on the that's floor. Right. Y'all and it's a little puddle on the floor. Talking and we're about all sad like about it, and we're pointing at it, and we're going, "Ah, okay. get that."
2: <laughs> like politically, like we're talking about how he talks about politics. He finds a cool, like, interesting angle to approach it. Here, you don't get that because it's just really? like straight into. There comes a time when we're gonna die, and yeah. I'm I'm ready for it. You're not.
3: <laughs> well,
0: I, <I'm> <laughs> I I I do not agree. I don't okay. think I don't think this is any more like spiritually unprofound than. Again, all things must pass. I think they're very similar, to, like in things he's trying to accomplish.
2: I guess I just but, cannot. But you know, I can't I respect, get behind. I respect you the instrumentation. An, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. You know, thank goodness for that. <laughs> you don't like Art of Dying? Get the hell out.
1: That might be Ethan King.
2: Get out. Well, it's I'm like master. this song. I've I've talked about it too much. I'm just yeah. Honestly, I'm let's move on. Not I,
1: a big fan. I of it. I think it's fine.
0: I, 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 look, I, I'm, I don't love it either. It's not my favorite but it's it's, not shit.
1: It's better than every track on both Cinnamonal Journey and Bokuza Blues. Okay. I'll say that. And I will say it's better than some of McCartney 1, even. Mm -hmm. It's better than, um, fucking Mama Miss America. Or,
0: but for a song on this album, it's not one of the better ones. Yes. I think it's, I agree.
1: the, The thing about it is, though, it's still like, it sounds great. Um, all the parts are like, Sonically, it's great. It's mixed well. The arrangement, I think, although suffers from this corniness and this like kind of overplaying the like weird like it's just too thriller minor e ness of it. It, but at least it still sounds good, and at least it's innovative, and at least it's not necessarily boring. You yeah, know what I mean, it's yeah, not no. boring. Yeah. It's just kind of like eh, I don't, I'm not, I don't vibe with those.
2: Unlike this next song, I, isn't oh, it a God. pity? Okay, yeah. Version yeah, two. Maybe you can say I'm being too uh, harsh on Art of Dying, but
3: God, I
2: don't like Isn't It a Pity. I don't like the first one. (laughs) I don't like this one either. I used to be in the boat. It was like, oh, at least the second time there's more slide guitar and all this stuff. After listening to it again, the first version is better. Maybe in a perfect world, I would have the, the vocal performance from the first one and the instrumentation from the second one. Yeah. Why
1: again? An interesting it's... thing to point out is Dringo on both of them. That's cool. It's pretty cool, I guess.
2: Maybe he's on a different <laughs> song.
1: <laughs> Maybe include version two of literally any other song on the album.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: can you imagine if we had like I'd have you anytime version two or something?
0: Yeah, I, I, I think the fact that this song exists, I, I agree with you. I, to me, um, this song is not this version is not so much different from the first one. That it it even really needs to be on there? No. Like for contrast sake, um, because if if it was like the first one is has all these um, parts and arrangements, and then the second version is just him and a guitar, I think that would be interesting. Yeah, just sure. like but an this instrumental would be version
2: better. that would be cooler.
0: But this one still has a a huge band, and it just feels like there's something missing. Yeah, um, and the
1: bass part is. It's, that's the most boring part about it for me. It changes the, the bass part is completely different and it kind of changes the, just, just that boom, boom, Yeah. Boom. And it's just like, ugh. it's well, even
2: more morose than the first version.
0: Yeah. Well, to me, what, what ends up happening when you include two versions of this song, particularly on this album, because we talked about in the first one, how, uh, it's, it's got the Hey Jude, um, vocals in the back and, at that point, it's so triumphant, and it feels like okay, um you know, and it feels like a more kind of remorseful breakup song yeah. than yeah. something like Wawa. Yeah. um And at this point, having that at the forefront is like, it's too bad that we're broken up, but here we go. Here's the rest of the album. At this point, it feels like you've heard what I'm capable it's of. Still a pity. A pity? If you, you got, haven't forgotten. Exactly. It still I sucks. sucks yeah and it's a little slower well and to me it's like look at what i just did you know the fact that it comes this late in the album it's like have you been listening to these songs it's it's you know i what guess I,
1: mean? I guess i don't think it's that i think this well, plays. Again, i honestly my theory about the fact that it's been rejected for so long i honestly do think it is a middle finger i think that's why it's on it twice i think he's kind of being sly a sly little dog and he's saying this I wanted this song to be on an album since nineteen sixty seven. Please, for mm-hmm. the love of God, just fucking listen to it is what it seems like to me. That's mm-hmm. why I think it's on here twice. And
0: that's again, That's my theory. And you like, know
1: what? I'll accept that. If that's the reason why it's on here, I respect it. If it's any other reason,
0: no. To me I'm not interested <laughs> in like reasons or why I to me my my read of it is is what that does the
1: is. reason make me like it? No, but at least I would respect that reason if you honestly think that both versions are good enough for this album and there's no other reason, I don't respect that
0: okay all right Jesus <laughs> I mean Christ. if we
2: have a reason or not because you know whatever reason it is, here's the album. you gotta listen to it. This is like the nail this is a little saying nail in the coffin is a little harsh
0: again we like this album i yes, love, this, love album.
2: this album this is nitpicky this, stuff yeah right. i mean it um, is
1: such a fucking long album you're bound to have this stuff is, happen like this but I this agree. is and my main agree.
2: criticism yeah. of the album is Go that ahead. it is too long in areas and this is kind of the crux of that yeah this is like cut out. the example
1: what if you cut out isn't it a pity both of them you would shorten the album by what, like 12 minutes? Yes, because the first one is seven <laughs> minutes. This
2: one's like, what, five and a half?
1: Check.
0: I, I I think that's an interesting notion to like. Uh, like, we, we did this in, in yeah, like class. Was yeah, this album
2: not long <laughs> enough? So. And so I just feel like you can't. I'm cutting you off here. Sorry. Okay. But like. <laughs> it's just we don't of the
1: like album? this no, no. Don't. that's what we're that's saying fine. I don't really like it either and I doubt the listeners do that much either well if you do I just email us
0: I don't remember
1: that
2: <laughs> please say. email them y'all they really want those emails
0: um, okay so um, <laughs> I'm just you're throwing a lot out I'm trying to remember everything you said so I can talk about <sighs> it um, you talked about cutting both of these out do I, you think okay hold, you, on, hold, on, on, hold on, on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on so you said that you want to cut both of these songs out. Not and make it necessarily.
1: Shorter. Here's my, here's our proposition. <laughs> cut out version two, reduce version one to like three minutes.
0: So the whole notion you're getting at though is like, like shortening this album and making it tighter, which I think is, is, is a respectable idea. And like, we talked about this with the white album in mm-hmm. our class. We talked about cutting it down to one LP. <laughs> in our Beatles class that we took together. Yes. Yes. Um, but to me, I personally like albums that are like shaggier and reaching for something, um, very ambitious and maybe not quite getting there, but, uh, the but ambition is something. The... Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's some...
1: There's definitely something to be said about that.
0: And so yeah. to me, like the, the long songs and the weird instrumentals at the end and the fact that he has two versions on this. Yeah, it makes the the album like less tight and and structured maybe, but I like that shagginess of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but I I totally understand. I don't know why he included two two versions of the song, um. And again, they're not different enough for for it to be. Hmm. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well. So okay. What what I was gonna ask though is, yeah. would you cut? Would you at least cut version two? In an ideal world,
0: I'd have to think about that more. Like. I, I have thought about what my sequencing would be. I for me, the only definite idea I have is ending with "Hear Me, Lord," and then it's Johnny's birthday, <laughs> and ending the whole thing. Um, That'd be cool, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I honestly can't even. I'd, I'd have to think about that. But maybe we'll discuss that at some point. Or what yeah. are what are like two side? Yeah, it'd er-
1: be really cool to. Um make a single album version of All Things Must Pass and then make a double album version. A double album would be pretty easy, I think. You would just cut yeah. out the bad stuff. Yeah, you'd cut out Art of Dying and Isn't It a Pity and, you know. The instrumentals. Yeah, and you would have a double album. For a single album, though, that would be crazy. And if All Things Must Pass was a single album, holy shit. That shit would be crazy.
0: Well, and it's it's funny to think about because, like, we're talking about all this stuff, and and what I'm hearing from you guys is, like, why didn't he leave some of this stuff on the cutting room floor? And like, I you do kind of think about that of like if he saved some of these songs for later albums, would yeah. that have been more successful? Yeah, I don't know if it would have. And, I don't know. Either. Well, in the and I totally is, understand. I
1: just wanted to put them all out. Sorry.
0: Well, well, that's true. And yeah. also, like the weird thing is listening to the outtakes and the demos. He did leave a lot of stuff off. Like there are songs that he didn't use. Yeah, like I fucking live, for, live you. for you. Yeah, what um, the hell. But even otherwise like he has he has other songs that weren't even included. So he did make decisions and whittled it down to here's the triple th- album. On, yeah, here's know.
1: the thing. He's on the official s- album release, yeah. I Live For You is not on the track list, but isn't it a pity version too? Yeah, is.
2: that's a war crime. Are you yeah, serious? That is I a war crime. That.
1: That's horrible. Who made that decision? Yeah, George, if you made that decision, I don't respect you for it. I'm sorry. I love you, but that was a bad decision.
0: I agree. Yeah yeah, yeah. No, that, that hopefully the specter made it's that a,
1: decision because we pity. hate him anyway and it's he's on right. jail twice wait is he dead
0: uh <laughs> I actually don't know the
1: art of dying yeah, yeah he's fucking dead and he murdered someone so he's
0: yeah He, I, I actually I, yeah I don't know he probably is is he going to hell
1: does hell exist we'll cover that on the next <laughs> episode <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're gonna
1: get into it um <laughs> Speaking of getting we, into it, yes, let's we, get into Hear Me a Lord. Lot we gotta, we okay, could. we got to move on. We
2: gotta move on. I, I think I've made my, my point clear on this Internet it Pity Version too. It's bad. I don't, I don't like, it. like it. Sure. Move on. Hear Me Lord is, is great. I like I like it. Great, yeah. It's a great last song.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Even though it's not the last
1: song. It, it ties together. But it is great last song the last like, track. Yeah. Or, it's the last it's a great last, like, vocal first. song. Sure. Yeah, yes. not yes. Track. complete song. Complete no, I, track. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good ending to the album. It, it kind of ties together some different ideas from the album and brings it to a close very nicely with a cute ribbon on it, I, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. And to me, you talked about how Awaiting for You All is your mirror of uh, mm-hmm. um, My Sweet Lord. This one, to me, is is this is well if it's what not the say m- lord in the title yeah well and it's if it's not the mirror version it's at least in conversation with it like intentionally yeah, because it does have lord in the title but also because it feels like my sweet lord is more of like a, a worship praise song and this is a little bit more um it struggles with that a little bit more yeah. you know or it struggles with uh life and you know like guilt too. yeah right 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 exactly
3: um yeah
2: it feels kind of like begging longing yeah um which works well with with the fade out later yeah um but yeah it's like begging desperate it's i feel like this is like a minor mode song that works better the 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 melody works more for me here yeah Mm -hmm. um it just has some really cool moments, like the like above or below I love us. That. Yeah. That part's yeah, sick. I love it that. Kind of gives me like Fleetwood Mac vibes mm. for some reason. That's in my that's in my notebook. It's in my scroll. Nice.
0: Um, well, I think that's that's a good point, and um, the fact that it is basically the conclusion of this album is yeah. like it, it makes you feel as if he's making this album for some sort of higher purpose. And yeah. Not um, just
1: for you to listen to, which then I feel like makes it you more inclined to listen to it.
0: Yeah, right, right. And it feels like he's like aiming for a higher goal with putting this out there. Rather than just
1: beating the other Beatles, which I don't even necessarily think he's trying to do, which I think makes it all the more badass Mm -hmm. because he did.
0: And like, if you think about Ringo exploring songs and styles that he loves, uh, Paul is like fucking around in his home studio. Um, John is kind of working out personal issues and, and experimenting with an things. Intense therapy. Yeah. Uh, this feels like some sort of statement or goal, which is kind of beyond all that, which, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not and George. The more that right.
1: I think about it, I think you might be right about admiring my sweet Lord, because the theme is kind of the same. It's, it's kind of the same exactly. thing. Yeah. It's, I think My Sweet Lord just does it in a lighter hearted way. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Um, it's the same kind of like almost frustration with the idea that you haven't been able to see it. You know? Right,
0: right, right. It's
1: the same It's the same message and meaning from the very beginning of the album, which is really, really cool. Because mm-hmm. I'd have you to any time kind of just builds up to the kind of the thesis statement of the album, which I think is My Sweet Lord, is the thesis statement. And this is like the conclusion to your essay where you, you recall your thesis statement, you know.
0: Right, right yeah no i i that exactly that's that's my thoughts exactly um and it's it's a great conclusion except it it's is. not quite the conclusion do we want to move not on or quite. do you have anything to say michael
1: i think um, i'm the, good uh, i think i'm good it's just i mean good it's a good track i don't think it um is better than my sweet lord by any means uh-uh. um even close it's not even mm-hmm. uh, i don't even if if i made a single album version of this I don't here know if I would, would not put it on there. Be on there for me. Yeah. Either. Well, I
0: I don't know I if love they're it. in competition, but they complement each other.
2: Really they nicely. do. Yeah. It
1: does, and mm. it complement It serves the album more than it does the song. Is what I will say.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. But yeah, let's
0: move on to these instrumentals. Let's let's flip let's flip the side over to I side think five of here.
2: This I I see. They're so long. Can
0: I can I get into my? I ideas kind of on the have the a
2: read on what you're gonna say. Okay. About this. And I might, ag- <laughs> and I might agree. But okay. sorry, okay. take the floor.
0: Yeah, well, to me, this is the instrumental version of of chanting and meditating, um, and it's the rock and roll version of it. You know, where instead of like chanting Hare Krishna, he's chanting blues changes, and um, and I think like whether that's intentional or not, he is in that sort of state of mind, that meditative state and in a way it's it's a combination of that and also just having a bunch of great musicians in the studio and i think it kind of felt like we we have to just jam a little bit and yeah. i think you know the reason why he put this on the record cuz it's a baffling choice but i think the the meditation thing is is um is at least how i think of it and how i kind of start to think about it as i'm listening it it kind of becomes like a meditative uh sound but is that is that what you were predicting? I was going to say
2: that is exactly what I was predicting you were going to oh, say. Oh damn! Oh damn! <laughs> is right about these. I feel like this this whole side is like again the chanting thing. That's re- that's a really cool um, like perspective for me as like just a lay person just listening to this. Um, I feels like like a kind of a credits moment where you're mm. like where you're like oh damn. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's giving you time to decompress and maybe just sit
1: there and be like, what the hell did I just listen
3: to? That's a good, that's a good, the credits movie. That's a good,
0: good way to think about it. Should Um, we just get
1: through them pretty fast? Do we have anything specific to say about Out of the Blue? Out of Um, the
0: Blue is, I like the sax on it and the sax is cool. I I like how it has different feels as as you go through. Mm -hmm. It actually reminds me of Yoko's first album. Um, and hers is a little bit more abrasive, but I think both are kind of challenging you to be in um, a, a, a mood and a flow, and they take you to different moods and places. Because um, this one gets quieter and has that piano moment in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like that that it the has trans- a, uh, yeah. The change.
2: transitions are like really smooth in between each kind of stage of the song.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah. I think it's Johnny's birthday. It's kind of sweet um obviously if no one has guessed it's more uh, of an effect it's 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 about john's john lennon's birthday
0: his 30th birthday
1: um george wrote this little cute tune for him
0: when when he came in to visit uh he was recording the plastic ono band album he was recording these sessions for um remember and he came in to visit george on his birthday and so they recorded this song to me it's like Really, ha- have, have you seen um, the movie The The Carnival of Souls? No. It's like this 1962, like, low-budget kind of indie... Indie like, didn't exist at that point, but, you know, yeah, horror film from the 60s, and it's, like, about this woman who's being stalked by this creepy guy in a suit. And there's this moment where they're at a carnival, and there are carousels going, and the camera work is all angled and weird. And that's what this song makes me think of. It's, like, kind of carnivalistic... If that's a word, yeah. Um, but like, the only distorted one of that has weird. lyrics,
3: though, right? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. And it like it just feels really creepy so to me. So that's kind of cool. The
2: lyrics are almost more of like an instrument thing because it's so repetitive. Again, yeah. I, I think of this more as like a mood setter. I, I like the history that you, I just learned about right now. I didn't know <laughs> that it was John Lennon's actual birthday when they went into this. I thought it was more of like a more general thing, but it goes. Really well, and to plug me in, which is probably my favorite instrumental.
0: Well, but Johnny's birthday. Do do you agree with the like? To me, it's not so much of a sweet thing. Is it? It feels it kind like you know. Yeah, I mean? it's like
2: oh, it's Johnny's birthday. It's all about you or whatever.
0: Yeah, maybe. But just like the, it feels like no, it slanted does, it does and crooked it, and it and is yeah. and it, it has like a weird tempo
2: acceleration at the end yeah oh that part is yeah it feels like it feels like a broken music box that you're yeah. playing uh, and you yeah. know it, it's it's, it's something about it, it yeah. creeps like, me out maybe it's yeah. implying a strained relationship or something yeah maybe
0: who knows not me but yeah talk about Plug Me In That's your favorite
2: yeah it's definitely it's just super like high energy throughout it's really Beatles bluesy fun. It feels like classic Beatles.
0: Feels like Clapton to me. Like lots of Clapton influence. Yeah. yeah.
2: But it also has kind of like a ghostly, ominous undertone to it, a little bit when it when maybe the rest of the instruments die down in areas. Hmm. But yeah, it's a it's a good time.
0: I I think it's like interesting that it starts immediately. There's no wind up yeah. no start. it starts you straight into the song.
2: That's I love that that Johnny's birthday and to plug me in.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of the first song from Yoko's Plastic Ono Band mm. which just starts right into the action and you have no time to even get prepared or anything. Um yeah, I don't I don't I don't have I think I think in general it's like also hey, George Harrison is playing rock and roll again. We've heard it on the whole album, but it is like...
3: Yeah, that part, really is, yeah, just yeah. the whole,
1: the energy of it is really cool and badass. And I think it's, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people would argue that it shouldn't have been included on the album. Maybe it should have been like an extra disc or something. But I think it's cool. And I think yeah. the most badass part, one of the most badass parts about this entire album is that, yeah, this is my debut album as a solo artist. It's a triple album. by you know, in today's modern world, if it was released, it would be like $60, $70 probably. I don't right. know how much it was in 1970, but it was expensive. It was triple the cost of what you would normally pay for an album. Um, but people are going to buy it because it's George Harrison's first record. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the last side of it is these. That, you spent your hard money on these.
0: Which is kind of, it's funny. I think it's badass. That's what I love about this whole album is it's like baffling and long and shaggy and... um. A little uneven in places, but it's it's very ambitious. Yeah, and this is a weird thing. And it, it went, to no,
1: it was number one in the album charts. So obviously, it's people so
2: did ambitious. buy it. Yeah, yeah. It really showed. Like, I I think like in terms of having their musical shit together, George was right there before anyone. Because yeah. he kept getting rejected, he kept getting.
0: He was sitting on turned
2: great. down. He was sitting on a gold mine, a big old treasure box. Yeah. Um.
0: And and like, do I personally? turn these on and listen to them for fun no, no but like i think it's an interesting choice i'll
2: listen to them when i'm giving the album like a serious listen maybe mm-hmm. if i'm just listening through it or whatever and I'll, if you're like listening i'll click to something else by the time these within the next couple weeks
1: up. you got asked to be on a special podcast where you have to talk about right. them
2: yeah maybe if i got like um if i was like sitting i would definitely at a restaurant I to talk about and then there was kind of like an avengers moment where kai was sitting on the other side of the bar and he's like i have a job for you i have a We're job for you recruited
0: um hey speaking of bar can i just um get on a soapbox and talk about these jukebox hoggers last night oh man people were we were we were out last
1: night i was waiting to listen to slip john we're divulging information because we just told you that we're over 21
0: yeah oh shit (laughs) which that's true yes but i there were some jukebox orders i was waiting to hear the fucking songs that i queued up and here's the thing people if you queue up a lot of songs on a jukebox that's fine that's the way it works probably at least stick around to yeah, listen to Yeah, they just songs. left. They we left. Were
1: one of the, there was like two groups of people in the bar. We were one of them. They were gone. And, and music, we were just
0: listening to the music. The music was songs. not good. And I queued up some bangers. I was queuing up Stooges. I was queuing up Al Green. There Anyway. I queued up Beach Boys. Yeah. Hey, Sleep great. John
2: B. I was excited, but we didn't get to hear it. I only had to hear it on, on the walk back. <laughs> yeah. After <laughs> we left I was about to it. listen to Sleep John B. It's like, damn, I'd be... I mean, I was ready to get out of there. Speaking of ready to get out of there, um, I remember Jeep is my least favorite track on this entire album.
0: Holy shit! <laughs> <I> <laughs> if really, it counts sure. as a I, track, agree.
2: yeah. If it counts as a track, yeah. Yeah, fair i don't like it i have two lines about it it's worst track if we're counting it don't have much to say about it i just it's not remem- memorable yeah. what's your
1: notes about
0: it Chuck? i i honestly have nothing like i i'm not I even gonna notes. defend i here's my my notes on jeep uh title refers to clapton's dog eric clapton a dog named jeep who died uh, so well that's kind of nice. nice yeah yeah so, do you feel bad now, Michael? Didn't really nope. do it
1: justice by this track, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I say another pretty straightforward blues jam, very long. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to defend these ones, really. It's whatever. Yeah. Thanks for the
2: pepperoni, though. You like that one? I like that one way more. It's a Talk cr- about it. What a last song title. Thanks for the pepperoni. Yeah, good point. It's like a whole full circle moment. This is really, I feel like referencing Hamburg days. Of Beatles, Mm -hmm. it has a it this the beginning is just like roll over Beethoven, okay yeah this the the beginning is super similar. Now that I'm listening to those remixes, yeah, I know this, I know. (laughs) See, I know these things.
3: I know these things, Mikey.
1: I know these
3: things. Do it,
2: Kai. Kai, I know these things. Mikey, I know these things. You're saying it's Um,
0: sort of a Chuck Berry early rock and roll feel, and it's like I don't
2: know. The title is like, it feels like thanks for nothing or like thanks for the pepperoni. It's kind of like one last kind of twist of the knife. I feel maybe I'm reading George as way more of a no, acrid no, or, think you, are. or this, you know mean. Person than he really a is. A but this this yeah. and I, feels like thanks to pepperoni, bitch. Huh? <laughs> thanks to the pepperoni. I, I honestly haven't thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't
1: that's
0: really the thought about this it album, album needed.
1: Thanks for the pepperoni, comma,
0: bitch. Yeah. that's that's an interesting read. I I that's that's yeah. my read of it. Yeah, I I I hadn't thought about it so.
1: Yeah, what else do you have to say about it? I, I don't um, have anything to really, say about it. You I can go either. ahead and
0: just read your notes. We're making the guest work for it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I read it as a commentary on their days in Hamburg. It's just like he's like, yeah, this is how I started with this like riffy bluesy kind of hmm. early Beatles stuff. Cool. Um, which yeah, I think it's just like a full circle moment for his career. It's like this is how I started. Thanks for it, I guess.
1: You know.
0: Yeah, that's Peace. interesting. My drop. And it also could just be like a thing of. There are a bunch of musicians in the room. We all know how to play blues, you know. Like, but True. I, but I like that read of it, Michael. Yeah, that's interesting. So, should we wrap it up and, yeah, and talk up. General about general thoughts? Yeah, Michael, give give us your uh, concluding thoughts Those on general all things thoughts. Must
2: Pass. What's his rank? General. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, got me there. Um, again, I've said my main criticism with this album is that it's too long in areas. That is a stylistic choice. I can't get mad at the record too much. But man, um, how Kai introduced me to this album was talking about um, George's progression as a guitar player, as slide guitar being kind of like his apotheosis of instruments. Like This is like, oh man, all the elements of sitar and guitar, it kind of slides to... Yeah, slides into place.
1: The yeah, the microtones that he's been learning within Eastern mm-hmm. music and,
2: and Eastern skills. And a little lore about me: I play, I play a little cello. Oh, I do these things. <laughs> I do these things. I know these things. Um, but that's really all I do, right? I'm not. <laughs> Jack's That's a, a, just a great around. fiddle player. Kai's a, a songwriter. Well,
0: you're a very talented uh, artist and design. I can,
2: I do shapes and circles. That's my jam.
0: He does, he, he does the, he does the logo for why, all must He does these things. By the way, he does these things.
2: I do these things. I know these things. <laughs> but he, <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. It's like when I try to do sliding on the cello because there's no frets on that thing. Yeah, mm, tricky. Yeah, it's, yeah, tricky. it's hard. Like trying to, like, you're like, okay, oh, I'm I'm behind. Or, oh, this Ooh. sounds corny. Or, oh, I, that doesn't sound quite right. Oh, it's too slow. It's this and that. And so, like, when George does like 20 of them in a second and yeah. they all sound, I like, think, yeah. like, down to the out of second, they sound just perfect. It's like, man. Like, really, the slide guitar is, is what gets me in this album. It's like, like, George, like, these songs. The kind of structure of him is he'll he'll play a whole song and then it'll end and then he'll start again and it's like this time i'm doing slide guitar and it's like that's enough to take you like yeah what is life he does that like it starts it ends and you're like okay this is a great like beatles song like Mm -hmm. yeah two and a half to three minute beatles song it just starts again, just completely silent. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Nah, nah. It starts again, Ooh, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're just going to listen to this song again. But now it has slide guitar, oh, yeah. yeah, and, and you're going to like new, it.
1: Yeah, and that's the new, and it changes the whole song because, oh, all of a sudden he's adding slide guitar fills in between the, the lines of, of, mm-hmm. of the verse. That's, that's a song structure he really likes in this, in this record. Yeah, one thing that I'll say also about the slide guitar, too, is like, yeah, with doing slide guitar, it's basically like you're taking the frets off your guitar mm-hmm. and can play... Um, because when you have frets, you can't do, you can't play the microtones that he's doing and using. But then also, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, okay, if you also on guitar, it's really hard if when you start adding a lot of harmonies to guitar for them all to be in tune mm-hmm. because of the, the way the guitar is structured with yeah equal with frets. temperament yeah equal temperament you can't be in tune exactly. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing though about slide guitar though is it's kind of like strings like orchestra where if you you could play a perfect chord with three cellos, but you can't on piano or guitar, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's that same kind of thing where it's like the harmony slide guitar on My Sweet Lord is sounds like one of the most pleasing guitars I've ever heard in my life. It's probably because he's, he's playing exactly in tune. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There's a somewhat, There's a just an ethereal quality to it that you don't get out of most guitars on this album. My Sweet Lord is a great example where it's just two different slide guitars playing in harmony. And mm-hmm. it sounds like one of the most beautiful guitars I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think this is a, a beautiful album and uh you know, we've talked about it being his triumphant breakthrough from into his own artistic personality. And I think um it's a marked shift from like just being in being in one role to now not only having all this artistic freedom but also taking things from different styles. Um, being influenced by things, bringing in collaborators. Um, because, you know, in the Beatles days, they they brought people in occasionally, but they were a band. Um, here, he's more free to be like, okay, well, Billy Preston's on this, Eric Clapton's going to be on this one. Just like he has more freedom to expand his horizons, mm-hmm. like collaboration-wise too. Um, and I think, yeah, this one just is kind of undeniable. Um it might be my favorite. I don't know. I I switch between a few of them a lot, but this one is definitely up there in terms of all the albums we'll talk about. This yeah, is, is it's certainly up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's our title. It's our as as
2: much as I've dogged on certain tracks <laughs> of this album and maybe some concepts. I don't like. I mean, but that's still fine listening to this album on repeat. If I'm gonna bring up my Spotify Wrapped, I'm sure y'all are super invested, but it. Made George Harrison number three on my Spotify Wrapped. Nice. Just cause, and I'm not listening to all his other albums,
0: although that much. Maybe you will once you hear. Maybe I yeah, will.
2: It. But I mean, yeah this this album. I mean, because of its insane length, and because of its variety, and it's insane. I mean, it's just hard to not repeat it. You know, gives you a lot to chew on. Yeah, a lot to chew on, and it's
1: great on repeat
2: listens.
0: Kai, any anything else you want to say?
1: Um. Yeah, basically, George Harrison um, proved how amazing and badass he is with this album. Um, and to be honest, I think All Things Most Pass, in terms of being a Beatles fan, um, I think once you get into All Things Most Pass, it's like a rabbit hole of realizing exactly how talented George was the entire time, and is kind of being overshadowed. And I think even from the very beginning, if you hear his first song, ever written on with the beatles don't bother me and you hear how his progression from that to songs like if i needed someone to tax man to why my guitar gently weeps to something you just you start to understand the rise that this guy's been on for years yeah and how kind of unfair it was that the first song he ever wrote went on the biggest band ever's second album um and he never had a partner and he never had anyone to critique his songs or help him write, and he did it he completely only had by to himself. Reject him. Yeah, um, I just think this guy deserves a lot of admiration for being able to do that, and mm-hmm. then release one of the best albums of all time as his debut act, as a solo, his debut album as a
0: solo artist. And I think that's an interesting point of it talking about like it's it's the key to unlocking George Harrison, because I also think this is the key to unlocking solo Beatles albums, it is, yeah. You know? it's the key to it. Yeah. So a lot. Um, I think, and this sort of starts our next run of crazy heavy hitters. Uh-huh. Um, and this is a, a good one to start it off with because next week we will be discussing John and Yoko's plastic. Ono band well, maybe
1: project. not next week. Exactly. Right. We're, we're we have some holidays some holiday coming break, up yeah. and there's going to be a little holiday break.
0: So. Santa's going to be busy. Yes. And we're exactly. helping him. Yeah. They're so flying you up sort north. Of have some elf like qualities do you they're
2: they' sure, f- yeah <laughs> Jack and Kai I'm gonna miss them they're flying up to the north Pole on the mm-hmm. um all pods most copter yeah yes they have Cop- a, <laughs> copter oh sorry sorry they have Ooh. their own they have their <laughs> own branded helicopter they asked me to help them out with
0: oh cool um yeah, yeah. but uh next episode we'll talk about john and Yoko's uh plastic auto go- band copters here gas project lots of Gasoline um, for that helicopter. Michael, thank you. for Captain is outside waiting for your uh, pickup. This
2: is your Michael speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for for having me on, Yes,
0: y'all. you are, you are our very first uh, guest. Thank you for uh, talking about this album. Thank you for sharing. Thanks your for opinions. hearing me, Kai. Thanks for coming along this journey with me.
1: Thanks for <laughs> being on this journey with me, Jack. From that, ever since that. That Beatles class that we took together. Oh man, y'all have no
2: idea. I would not hear the end of it. Um, But thank y'all for liking the logo. I'm sure y'all all all love the logo. Yeah, thank you, Michael. I did it, by the way. I
0: did the logo. Yes, thank you, Michael, for that logo. On my laptop. Anyway, um, thanks for listening.
1: It's been another long episode. Um, Our copter's waiting for us outside. We got to go. The All Pods. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy 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 happy, happy, happy Holidays
2: Happy the other ones I'm sure Happy Holidays
0: And And goodbye Let it roll across the floor